Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. The seven-eyed lamb. Wow. Revelations chapter 5. And I saw in the... I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, from verse 1, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to lose, uh, sorry, look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. Amen. He said, and I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb. He said in the verse 5, Weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah had prevailed to open the seal, to take the book or to open the, um, prevail to open the book and to lose the seven seals. And then when I turned, I saw a lamb. And one particular, uh, what was unique about the lamb is that this lamb, normally lambs don't have horns because lamb, according to Isaiah chapter 53 verse 7, the Bible says that he was led. Isaiah 53, verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. See, very calm. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before, the, before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. So he was brought as a lamb before her shearers or to the slaughter. But yet, the Bible says that he was calm. But this... The reason why I had seven horns, now, first of all, I need to define, sorry, define or explain why seven, what the number seven is for. And I need to explain what the horn is for. And I'm going to explain what the eyes are for. And then next week, possibly, I'll go on to the why seven spirits of God. Because it should be one spirit, but why seven spirits? So, now, the number seven in scripture, it stands for the completion of God's operation. Completion of God's operation. So the churches in Asia, there are seven. Uh, how many days did it take for God to make, to create the earth and finish everything? Six days to create and seven rest. So it takes seven is a number of, is a number of completion in God's operation. It's very important to understand it. So when God finishes what he's doing, it's, it's, it's seven stands for completion. So when we say seven horns, what, is the, what does horn signify? Horn according to Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 17. Deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 17. This is when Moses was speaking the blessing over the people. He spoke about Ephraim and uh, Manasseh. He said, his glory is like the firstling of the bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them, with the horns, he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth. So his horn is strength in fighting. That's why the animals that have horns, they fight with their horns. The, the strength of the animal is the horn. A horn signifies strength for fighting. So the horn signifies strength for fighting. 
Psalm 132, verse 17. Psalm 132, verse 17. It says, let's all read it from the screen. Those of you who can see it from the screen. Let's go. So, I'll make the horn of David to bat. If you read it very within the context, it's, it's a sign for strength in battle. David was a fighter. But this lamb, lambs don't fight. But this lamb had complete horn. It's completed in God's program, the horn. Strength for fighting. This one was a... <laughs> when you see, when any time you come across the word, the lamb in scripture regarding Christ, it's pointing more to redemption. The lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. He said, when they sang Revelation chapter 5, I think from verse 9 and 10, and they sang a new song, and they said, and they sang a new song, saying, thou art worthy to take the book, to open the, the, uh, to, to open the seals thereof, for thou was slain. He said, you were killed. Thou was slain. Give us NIV, please. NIV. Because you were slain, and with your blood have purchased men for God from every tribe. So, see, the, the, the lamb, they were, this, this, they were singing to the lamb. They sang to the lamb. So, the lamb always connotes redemption. So, he's a redeeming lamb. Let's say he's a redeeming lamb. Remember John chapter 1, verse 29. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So, he's a redeeming lamb. But this one, the one that we saw in Revelation, is not just a redeemer. He's a fighting redeemer. Their horn signifies strength for fighting. So he said, I saw, I saw a lamb with seven horns. The horns are perfect strength for fighting. Seven, perfect, complete, to execute and to do anything God wants done. He's a fighting redeemer. Our, our Messiah is a fighting redeemer. He fights to defend his church. No wonder he was able to slap Saul of Tarsus. If he wants to come after you, he'll deal. He's able to deal with him. So, seven horns stands for his fighting strength. Then he said, I saw this um, lamb with seven horns and seven eyes. That's where we will take a little bit of time to spend Explain some stuff. Revelation chapter 5 verse 6, yes. Uh, having seven horns and seven eyes. Say seven eyes. Seven eyes. Say seven eyes. seven eyes. What does the eye stand for? The eyes, eyes are for searching and observing. He had seven eyes. Eyes for searching and for observing. Seven. But it's interesting where this thing is leading to. I'm glad you are wondering, so where? I will teach you later about <laughs> jasperization. <laughs> Bible says that God, so why? I told you that first of all, he said, John, don't weep because the, the, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. So he dealt with Satan prevailing. And then he's the lamb who shed his blood slain for our redemption. And then he's full of eyes, seven eyes. The seven eyes is pointing us to something about him more than you can quickly realize. In the book of um, Zechariah chapter 3, Zechariah chapter 3, very, very, very interesting text. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Zechariah chapter 3 and the verse number, it says that, for behold, verse 9, for behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graven thereof, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. No, the one who takes away our iniquity is Christ. 
the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now here, he says, I will lay a stone. He said, hey, behold, the stone I have laid before Joshua. Joshua was the high priest, if you read the text. So, so an angel was talking to um, Joshua, the high priest, at that time. And then he says that that's when you really keep going. Chapter 4 says, who, who, who are thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? High priest, Zerubbabel was like a governor. A kingly governor, sort of. And so, watch this. God, in this, this, this is a vision. And God says that, I, uh, 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 behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. This is a stone with seven eyes. Stone with seven eyes. <laughs> it's very interesting. All right, go to chapter 4. That's, that's, that's why I'm trying to see how to map this whole thing because it's a lot. Chapter 4, the angel of the Lord talked with, uh, talked, uh, talked with me again and, and waked me as a man that is wakened out of sleep. Go to the next verse, verse 2. Watch this, I like the verse 2. He said, and he said unto me, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold, candlesticks, can, lampstands. And behold, uh, uh, sorry, uh, look, and there is a lampstand, and as, as, uh, sorry, a lampstand of solid gold with wool on top of it, and on the stand seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. This lampstand had seven lamps, seven, seven, seven lamps. Sorry, best three. <laughs> The one right bow and the one. Verse 4. Verse 5. Let's keep, let's keep going. Yeah. Then the angel talked with me, answered and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No one. I like verse 6. What did he say? You see, we've been quoting this text. It's relating to the lamp stands. The lamp stands with seven lamps. So what had he said? The Lord said, not by mind, not by power, but by my spirit. Seven spirits, we'll go to the next week, okay? But by my spirit, says the Lord. Wow, of hosts. Go to the next verse. See, verse seven. Let's go. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts, grace. He shall bring forth what? He shall bring forth what? He shall bring forth the cap. What's a capstone? No, it's not a cornerstone. It's like a roofed stone. Top stone. How many of you, okay, most of you didn't open your Bible, but some, some versions you have top stone. Top stone. Capstone. Like um, in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. I, what does Isaiah 28, 16 say? Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for the foundation. So this talks about the foundation stone. Watch this. Some of you haven't realized this. He is a foundation stone. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. No, no um, foundation has anyone laid, except that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. See? So this is talking about foundations of which the foundation is Christ. Okay? Say foundation stone. Foundation. According to Isaiah chapter, what we just read, 28 verse 16, it says it's a foundation stone. Okay? And then it's and in First Peter, First Peter chapter chapter two, I think verse four and five, it says that um, coming as a stone rejected indeed by God, by chosen of God. All right, so he is a, a chosen stone. That's talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, but this is not an ordinary stone because these stones have got eyes. So in 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 Zechariah, when we just read, it says that who are thou, O Zerubbabel, before? Uh, so, oh mountain, before Zerubbabel, you shall become a, 
a, a plain, and he shall, watch this, he shall, and he shall bring forth the capstone. This actually is pointing to Christ. The capstone, shouting grace with grace. All right, so the capstone, that's what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit working with the capstone. It's not by mind, not by power, but it's the Spirit of God. The lampstand is the, it's reflecting, it's relating to the Spirit. The Spirit is relating to the capstone. Watch this. Jesus Christ is the stone which the builders rejected, according to Matthew 21, 42. He's the stone which the builders, I'm, I'm trying to draw your attention to something. Okay, all the point I'm trying to make, uh, Psalm 118 verse 22. All the point I'm trying to make is, Psalm 118 verse 22 says that he's the, the stone that the stone which the builders rejected. How many of you know this talking about Jesus Christ? Yes. Maybe some of you don't know. I think it's better to establish this clearly. Acts chapter, Acts chapter 4 verse 10. Acts 4 verse 10. Watch this. Let it be known to you, all people of Israel, uh, 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 all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised, uh, raised from the dead, by him, does, uh, uh, by him this man stands here before you. Go to the next verse. Now look at it. This, this is the stone, Jesus Christ, which, and he quoted, which the builders, which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the, Jesus Christ is the stone, the cornerstone. He is not only the cornerstone, he's also the foundation stone. Amen. And he's not only the foundation stone, he's also the capstone. Amen. He begins, he sustains, and he finishes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Je Jesus is the stone. It's very important to understand that. Jesus, what kind of stone? Watch this, watch this, watch this. When God talks about, oh, thank you, Lord. When God talks about stones, he's talking about buildings. When you read the Bible, I'm about to say something that you don't, you will hear from anywhere easily. Mm. When you are reading a book, I think, don't you think it makes sense to know the title of the book yeah. or to know what the book is about? Yeah. You must know what the book is about. When you are, you, are, uh, you are studying a subject, you must know what subject it is. They say it's a lecturer, uh, uh, the lecturer is coming. What, which one? <laughs> we are in this class for what? The Bible is a book. You must know the theme of the Bible. What the Bible is about. If you miss the theme of the Bible, it's like you are reading a book and don't know what the book is about. You will really be reading and don't, you are not getting anything. The, watch, the Bible is actually, watch this. This is what most of you have never heard. And you easily hear it in a lot of places. The Bible is about the building. God's building. I'm telling you. God's house. God's biggest vision, God's biggest eternal plan is to work himself into created humanity. Mm. That's why we are born again. Not to get a new house, a new job, a husband, a wife, a baby. A... No. Those things are fringe benefits. It's okay. It's normal. God is a God of peace and stuff like that. But we are born again so that God can work himself into us. That's why when you are born again, he comes into your life. How many people give their lives to God and say, I invite you to my heart? It, it, God actually is living in us. Amen. But it's not a singular us. It's a corporate us. He's living in her. He's living in him. He's living in him. He's living in you. He's living, if you are born again. He's living, in, he's living in me. He's living in us. He's in us. That is the church. And watch this. And we are all, what is it called? The house of God. And for, at least look at how the Bible started and how it finishes. It starts with God creating man for man, for, for man to contain him. And it finishes, the Bible finishes with God putting himself in man and a city. What's the name of the city? Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. Yes. Pastor, Abraham mm. targeted that city. Mm. Yeah. The men of old, the great men of old, their singular vision was that city. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what's this city? It's called the New Jerusalem. And that is the building of God, the ultimate building of God. Mm. All right. So the Bible is actually, you are in church because God is building. He redeemed you. He slapped the devil. He punished the devil. He defeated the devil. Redeemed you for what? To build. So, so that we can become the constituent component of his building. So that we, when he works, that is what this, the, 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 the next week is going to be interested. That's the key message about the lamb with the eyes. And the seven spirits of God, you understand it. It's, it's all about we becoming 
it's, it's, it's actually, let me use this word in a certain less sense, programming. He's okay. programming us. It's not the right word, actually. He's transforming us. Mm. He's, he's infusing something into us so much that after a while, when they look at us, we just look like him. Hallelujah. I'll explain it more next week. When they look at us, so the eyes, the eyes, much as they are judging eyes, they are also the eyes which are the spirits, seven spirits of God. I want to go to the spirit. I will show you how in all, practically all the epistles, you never see the Bible saying that, do you know we have the uh, Trinity? What's the Trinity? I can't hear you. Which one comes first? So in theological circles, if we say the second person of the Trinity, what do we mean? Christ. If we say the third person of the Trinity, what do we mean? The Holy Spirit. In theological circles. So all the epistles, he never, when he was blessing them, when you read this next week, when he says that grace and, and peace be multiplied to you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, never said the Spirit. Never said the Spirit. Read your Bible. Romans chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1, uh, uh, Galatians chapter 1, Colossians, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, First Thessalonians chapter 1, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, First Timothy chapter 1, Second, did I say chapter 1 and chapter 1? Yeah. Chapter two, sorry, chapter 1, chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter, uh, first, <laughs> yeah, Second Timothy chapter 1, yeah, that's it, correct. So Second Thessalonians chapter 1, Second Timothy chapter 1, Titus chapter 1, Philemon chapter 1. Hebrews is the only one who went silent on it. Okay. He didn't talk about greetings and grace. No, no. But wherever he said grace, wherever he said grace in the epistles, he said grace from our Lord Jesus. Okay, let's just do a test case. This is not what I'm supposed to be preaching. But just to, Ephesians, uh, Romans, or where, where do you want us to go? Romans, Ephesians, any of them. Okay, let's start. Romans, the one that's that. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter, verse 4. You know, verse 7. Oh, 6. Uh, like, Romans chapter 1, verse, verse, verse 7. To all who are in Rome, Okay, beloved, to call to be grace to you and peace from where? God. Our Father and who? Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next verse. There's the Holy Ghost. The next verse, verse 8. Verse 8. First, I thought, he didn't mention the Holy Ghost. Look at 1 Corinthians. How about 1 Corinthians chapter 1? Verse 3. 1 Corinthians, quickly. Grace to you and peace from our Lord, uh, the God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It's the same. You go, go home and check. But when it comes to revelation, when it comes to revelation, it's a different matter. It's a different matter. He actually brings their spirit before Christ. I'm already moving into next week. But the reason why we have the, the spirit is because who? Because of what God is doing. Because the end, if you look at how everything ends in revelation, that should tell you God over, over, overarching purpose. And Revelation ends with a building, a city. Ends in a, and it describes Revelation after the devil has been removed. It now describes the way the city is, the, the walls of the city, the, 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 the uh, um, building material of the city. It just it didn't talk about the people in the city. It's interesting. No, so now, Jesus Christ, in, when he, was, he appeared as the lion lamb, let's say lion lamb, Say lion lamb. lion lamb. Say it again, please. Lion. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Can you deny that? No. He actually is a lion. But when we look, we saw a lamb that was slain. So it's the lion to defeat the devil, the lamb to deliver us. But after he delivered us, he is the lamb with the eyes to work God into us. Don't, don't worry. You understand it better next week. But let me lay. So when you go to Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I see. This is very interesting. When you go to um, what we just read, Zechariah, it talks about the stone with seven eyes. But the only thing, watch this, the only thing we saw in Scripture with seven eyes is the lamb. In Revelation chapter 4, it talks about the living creatures full of eyes. Full of eyes. But in when it came to the lamp, it said with seven eyes. Seven eyes. And he said the stone, seven eyes. 
And we all know that he is the foundation stone. He is the cornerstone. He is the capstone. He is the stone. Jesus is the stone. With the eyes, Jesus is the stone. But you have to understand this. This is very important. You have to understand this. And in Revelation chapter 5 verse 6, he says that, and I saw a lamb which had seven eyes, so seven horns, seven eyes, which are the spirit, seven spirits of God. Look at Revelation chapter 4 verse 5. Revelation chapter 4 verse 5. You have to see this. And from the throne proceeded, uh, proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne. Which are the... Ah, look, oh, look, look. No, 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 please don't, don't miss this. I think this is quite interesting. You have to see this. He said seven lamps, okay, lamps of fire with be, uh, uh, were burning before the throne. Watch this. Watch this. And what are these lamps? Have you come across seven spirits of God? Yeah. Where? The seven spirits of God. Watch this. The seven spirits of God, he said, the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have seen a lamb burning, and he said, this lamb burning is the seven spirits of God. Wow. Oh. So, the eyes and the lamb had a same co- correlation. Mm-hmm. The burning eyes and the flaming, um, uh, the burning uh, lamps of fire. Oh, I didn't tell you about the eyes. I just went to the lamp. Let's describe the eyes. Is that okay? We'll come back to this. Yeah. Let's describe the way these eyes look like. The picture you saw, can you put the picture of the lamp there? Do you, you, you still have it? See, this, this, this is not really accurate. Because we have to describe, we have to look at how the eyes of the lamp are. Right, right. right. <laughs> Do you know that? How many of you have heard this book of the Bible? Songs of Solomon. Yeah. Do you know what it's about? What's it about? Oh, come on. You know it's now. What? Romance. That's why you hear I said, the breast of my beloved. It's like the twin tower. In the Bible, he said, oh, my beloved should come and put his, uh, his left hand under my head, and then with his right hand, he can cuddle me. Yeah. Very graphic. Songs of Solomon, watch this. Songs of Solomon, watch this. Songs of Solomon is about, el, uh, about lovers. So a man and his lover, or a woman more and her lover. Wow. And most people read it because of how charged romantically we love it. <laughs> but when you read it, it's actually talking about Christ and the church. Wow. wow. Songs of the lover, the man, the lover. So where's my beloved? I need to see my beloved. It's about Christ. Mm. Every book is about Christ, for God's sake. <laughs> Every book is about Christ. In the Bible, sorry. In the Bible. When you open that, any, anywhere in the Bible you read, if you don't see Christ, you have not read it. So when you go to the, I've, I said this sometimes, when you go to the Bible, put on your sun, S-O-N, not S-U-N, sunglasses. It will help you to see the sun inside. Christ is everywhere. Instead, you read the scriptures and thinking that in it, you have eternal life. And they are pointing to me, and you didn't know. Bible said, and from, from the prophets, he began to expound to them all that were written concerning him. So, the Bible is about him. Now, watch this. Songs of Solomon, is someone learning something? Songs of Solomon is not about you and your romantic feelings. It should let you know about how God feels about the church. So, the one, he said, this is what the one with eyes like fire. This is what he's saying. When he started talking, it's judgment. I know your works. I know your works. I know. Look at chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. Judgment. Say judgment. judgment. The flaming eyes are for judgment. Watch this. A white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judged and made. Did you see that? In righteousness, this one on the fire, on the horse, he judged. Go to the next verse. Look at verse 20. Let's go to verse 
Let's go. Let's read it. One more time. One more time. When you come across fire and God is talking about judgment. So this lamb, his eyes, the ten watching eyes are observing eyes bringing judgment. Judgment. Judgment for what? To make sure that we stay in the right path with him. Anytime you want to come close to God and you are... Don't you realize that those people who uh, pray, pray and pray, Lord, do this for me. When you have proper prayer, you, when you leave, something has changed in your heart. Because God, when you get close to him, he begins to show point things in your life that must be corrected. Because anytime you go close to God, when, oh Lord, worship, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Suddenly, he begins to point you to yourself. He begins to show you things that are not right. What you are planning to go and say. What you are planning to do. Forgive that person. Do this. No, don't do this. You don't have to do this. Suddenly, he begins to correct things in your life. Getting closer to God begins to point things that are not correct about you. The judging eyes. No condemning eyes. Judge. In Hebrews chapter 10 verse 27. What does it say? But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fairy indication which will, uh, which will devour the adversaries of God. So God is a God of judgment. And when it comes to fire, his, when you, anytime you come across fire in the scriptures or when fire and God come together, you are talking about judgment. Let's all say judgment. judgment. Say judgment. judgment. It's very important to appreciate that God is a God of judgment. So when we talk about the lamb has seven eyes, we are talking about the lamb's eyes for judgment. Now one. Okay. So listen to this. Number one. The eyes are searching eyes. These searching and observing eyes are for judgment. Number two, these seven eyes are the same as the lampstands. Didn't you read it? The seven spirits is the seven eyes. And then the seven candlesticks are the seven spirits. So if the seven spirits is, is equal to seven eyes, and if the seven candlesticks is equal to uh, the seven spirits, then the seven spirits, the seven eyes are the same as the candlesticks. The reason why I brought the I want you to understand the candlesticks because I've spoken about the stones already. The reason I want you to understand the candlesticks because anytime, watch this, watch this, this is a very important one. Verse five, I meant verse five. Did I say, I'm sorry, let's go, let's go. And from the throne proceeds lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. It's before the throne. And the lamb has seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. And the throne has seven burning lamps, okay, which are the seven spirits of God. So the eyes of the lamb and the, are the burning lamps. Right. La, no, no L-A-B. MB, L-A-M-P, lamps, lamps, lampstands, particularly. All right. Now, it's very important to understand that. Once you understand that, it makes what I'm trying to explain a bit more easy. Pastor, this lamb, this. The scripture, anytime you come across candle or lampstand, watch this. Do you know the first mention of the lampstand lamp stand in the Bible? It's in Exodus chapter 25, verse 31. Exodus 25, 31. Let's read it. When you read to verse 35, every verse talks about lampstand. Now watch this. The first, this is the first appearance of lampstand in the Bible. And what was it in connection to? The house of God, the tabernacle. Anytime you see lampstand in the scripture, trace it, it's connected to the building of God's house. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, I know someone is trying to get it now. Anytime you see lampstand, so if we saw lampstand in Revelation, there must be a building process around it. 
God's house around it. If his light, eyes were flaming eyes, burning lampstands, that means that it's burning something for the purpose of the house of God. Don't you agree that some things need to be burnt out? Yes. <laughs> you see another lampstand? Revelations 2 5. Revelations 2.5. Yes. It makes sense, huh? Okay, read it. It says, Remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from mm. its place. Unless you repent. It has to do with the building. Listen, the reason why God saved you is to build his house. So, the first appearance of the lampstand in the scripture, is said made of pure gold. Gold is the, the nature of God. When you come across gold in the Bible, it talks about the nature of God. It's about, and this lampstand has seven lamps, seven burning lamps. When you read down, as you see, he says six, three on the left, three on the right, and there's the one, middle one. Seven. All of pure gold. Seven spirits. Seven by one. One candle, uh, one lampstand, but seven lamps. For what? For the building. Mm. And so, watch this. So, in, in, in what we just read, um, Zechariah chapter 4. Remember, read verse 2. Yeah. That's why it says that, Who are thou, O Zerubbabel? Not by mind, not by the Spirit. Not by mind, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. For who are thou, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a stone, and Zerubbabel shall bring the plane, and he shall bring the capstone. He's talking about the headstone building. Zerubbabel shall build. It's, Zechariah is about the building of God's house. That's why he spoke about the stone with eyes. Now, look at verse 2. Verse 2. And he said unto me, what do you see? So I said, I'm looking and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl. So in Zechariah, when he came to the temple, the rebuilding of the temple, he said that one of the things I saw is a lampstand. What mm. I want to establish is the lampstand always has to do with the building of God's house. So when the lamp appeared, the lamb in Revelation. He appeared, he has, he's the prevailing lion, he is the uh, fighting lamb. Yeah. With the eyes which are the lampstand, what is his purpose? It's about building the church. Wow. Building, what is Building the church which ends up becoming the new Jerusalem. Yes. So the lamb's three jobs, three main characteristics, Sis, the lamb's three main. <laughs> the lamb's three main thing is defeat the devil, redeem the saints, build the church. Defeat the devil, and when he saw the lamb in Revelation, all he saw about the lamb is these three things: defeat the devil. The lion, um, redeem the saints, and then what's the third one? Build the church. So, coded in the eyes, seven eyes of the lamb, has everything to do with the building of the church. Now, how does that work? That one, I have to leave it for next week because today's thing has been like. That's why I said, I'm, I was just trying to see how I can work it. Let's establish what I've said so far. Yeah. Let's establish what I've said so far. Mm. Number one, mm. the eyes are flaming eyes. Yes. Number two, the eye, seven eyes on the lamb is the same as the seven eyes on the, on the stone. So the lamb is the stone. And you remember the stone? The stone is the foundation stone, the cornerstone, and the capstone of what? Of the building of God. That's why you can't stop Zerubbabel. Because the building and it to take the spirit, which is the seven eyes of the lamb. And the seven eyes point to the candlesticks. Also, the, the, the conservative, but the lampstands. The lampstands which are in the building of God. Anytime you come across lampstand in the Bible, you are talking about the house of God. 
it's connected, it's always in relation to God's house, the lampstand. That's why I said, if you don't repent, I'll come and take your lampstand away. So, this our lamb, the seven-eyed lamb, he has dealt with the devil already. He has dealt with the devil so long as the earth is concerned. He has redeemed us. So now what's next? He's working something into us for the building of God's house. Now, both on earth, which is going to crystallize or culminate into the eternal house of God. And so the lamb now, if you want to enjoy the lamb, if you want to enjoy fellowship with him, you must be God's building minded. Because the lamb, the, the eyes is all for the building. Mm. He has redeemed. Mm. He has defeated. So he has, he has uh, prevailed. Yeah. He has redeemed. And so now what is he doing? He's building. How is he building? By the spirit. Seven spirit advice. Take God's house serious. Amen. Those of you who don't do anything, please, may I advise you? The lamb is watching you. Amen. Those of you, those of us who are doing so much, please, would you do just a little more? Would you do just a little bit more? Because this lamb, where is the lamb? After you finish singing with for him, he said, "Now let's get on business." Yeah, yeah. God saved you not to just to decorate you. He saved you to build his house. But in the building of his house, in the doing of why he saved you, he favors you more. Because that is all he's doing. When when we talk about building the church, anything that would advance the kingdom, Saving souls, saving in church, in your little way, and do more, do more, you can do more. You can do more. Don't just be believing God for God, what are you going to do for me? God is asking, what are you going to do for me? Do more. Shake somebody, tell the person, please do a little bit more for God. When I say before, she says, I'm more than women. <laughs> Who are you to tell me to say something? Say, shake somebody, tell the person, do a little bit more for God. <laughs> I have concluded, sister, I have concluded that what I'm doing for God is less. <clears throat> I have concluded. And so, I, I want to do more. Even that little bit more. Yes. I want to do more. It's a sign of Christian seriousness. Because the Lamb is watching you. He's watching you and his focus is building the church. And never, listen, never, never demand applause for doing something for God. Yes. Yes. Never demand recognition. I see what I've done. They have to clap for me. Look at the way I'm suffering. Look at the way I'm doing it. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all this. And look at all this I'm doing. No one is even recognizing. Huh? You finish doing it and die, and you find out who you did it for. Please, do a little bit more for God. I will do more because the sun Sunset is coming. Sunset is coming. Sunset for the time cometh when no man can work. I must do the works, John chapter 9 verse 4. I must do the works of him who sent me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Do not use your past or don't use your photographs. When we look at you, all your Christian, your Christian room has got, I used to do this, I've done this, I've done this. You see, it's not important. 
what you are doing now and what your vision for God is more important. Some of us, do you know what he said to the uh, Ephesian church? He said, you used to be hot. I know your works. You used to be hot. You used to do this. You used to do this. But now, you have lost your first love. You've lost your first love. He said, you are not that hot. You are not you are cold. Stop saying that. I, mean, I, I, used to, I, I, I used to be the student's president, uh, union, uh, Christian president. I used, to, I used to always go on the street and preach. I, I used to have disciples. That, please. Please, when people start talking about what they used to do for God, you have to be careful about them. What are you doing? And for goodness sake, for heaven's sake, for God's sake, do a little bit more for God. 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 House, how dare you say you won't go? So, if you do something for God, simply because watch this simply because you will not see immediate financial remuneration, does not mean that God will turn a blind eye on it. Yeah. If you work, work for Him, yeah. don't seek to be applauded, don't seek to be to be to be celebrated, don't say, Oh, yeah, you have done well. No one will clap for you, don't expect that. Just do it. Know that this is my. My life, my strength, as God has given me strength, I will do his work in any way I can. For goodness sake, do a little bit more for God. I have to end, but now the word has actually come. If it, even if it means cutting down your hours, I don't know what you are looking for. If it means cutting down your hours so you can do more church work, do it. Do it. What you want? Pay your rent. If you have to defer buying that 70 inch screen TV, then defer it. Pay your rent. You're able to pay your rent or your mortgage. That's a good point. Don't develop such a strong taste, high taste for the things of the world. It will affect what you can do for God. He saved us. He defeated the devil. You must say like Paul, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Amen. Save God. Do a little bit more for God. You are believing God for a good job. How about what God is, God, God is believing you for? Hey. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. What God is believing you hey. for? Hey. little bit more for God. See how what kind of extra difference you can make. Do a little bit more. You can't do it. You can't do it. You, you can't do it. You are dressed and the lamp is there to back you. God, that's all his focus. Do a little bit more. There are people, there are people who are leaders in the church and they don't take it any serious. Mm. They will come when they can. Mm. Times they can make it, they can't be bothered. Not just coming to save. I don't understand why if the, this is the only thing God has given you as a praise and worship member in the church, you are so busy you don't even get the time for rehearsal. You don't even get time for rehearsal. You just go any holiday. You can go. Really, you see, God is not a major factor in your plan. It's not a major factor. Every other thing you want to break through too. I want, I'm, I'm trying to see, I want to achieve something for myself. I have to do something for myself. I want to start, a, I want to start building a house. I want to start, I want to start internet training. I have to start this. I have to start it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to start um, um, a movie company. And uh, meanwhile, you have never been bothered. Some of you are trained in certain areas. You can make a difference in the church. Yes. There are people who, who, who can do filming. Very good. But you come and sit down and listen to good word. Mm. Where is, it, where is the good way taking you to? It's just building knowledge. And all is about yourself. But did you know that God saved you not because of you? Wow. Yeah. Saved you. That's why the lamb is not just a bleeding lamb, but it has eyes. Seven eyes for the completion of God's work. Wow. <laughs> I have to end. But a lot of things about the future is not yet known. Yes. And a lot about your future has a lot to do with what you are doing now. Yes. Yes. It may
may look like you're okay without giving your strength for God. Don't wait until one day you said, I wish I would have done more. I wish I did more. Yeah. I wish I did more. Do a little bit more for God. Yeah. Please, I'm begging you. Do a little. I, whether we are two, we are one, we are five, my target is not who is with me. My target is who I'm working for. I'm determined. That's the kind of pastor God has given you. I am determined that for me to live is Christ. I will sacrifice every ounce of my life for the gospel. If it has to be to death, yes, may it be so. I will sacrifice everything because that's the purpose for my existence. And I've chosen to give it up for him. But even that, I realize I have to do a little bit more. I have to do a little bit more. Please, may not go on record that all your strength was for making money. All your strength is you're a hard worker. The companies, your boss, they clap for you. They want to make you a pro, uh, 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 promote you, give you a managerial position. Because you work so hard by in church, we can't say that about you. We can't, in Christ, we can't say that about you. Anything about Christ doesn't matter. You only pursue Christ for your bread and butter, your prosperity. It's time for somebody to say, I want to do a little bit more for God. You have left your first love. You have left your first love. Anything at all can take your attention extremely, but not God. Anything at all can be an excuse for you to be absent from church and from service. Hallelujah. I will do God's work. Something. Let's build. Let's build for God. Okay, this month is not a month of prosperity. Sorry, <laughs> it's not a month of breakthrough. Sorry, it's a month of doing a little bit more for God. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry. Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.